Introducing From the Glove Box, an automotive podcast with Mike and Tony Tavage, the father-son team and owners of Team T Automotive in Northern Indiana. Hey, this is Mike and Tony Tadich, independent uh, shop owners in uh, northern Indiana, South Bend, Indiana, to be specific. Uh, for 38 years, we've serviced uh, all makes and all models of cars and light trucks. And we come to you with this podcast and just talk about different uh, different automotive things, you know, maybe, you know, good cars to purchase, maybe some to avoid, proper ways to maintain your car, What's a, you know, good quality way to service your car? What's a ripoff and, you know, all those different things and stuff. So we try to share with you each segment, uh, you know, maybe some uh, things going on in our shops and uh, um, different things. We've spent our whole lives, uh, pretty much uh, adult lives anyhow, doing this and stuff. So we just share with you with these podcasts and stuff. So how are you doing today, Tony? I don't have any good comeback for that answer today. Oh, Oh boy. Yeah. One of the, I'm one of these, if you listen to our podcast regularly, one of these days, we're going to see if he knows what the word enthusiasm means. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you got to bring a little enthusiasm sometime. Makes me think of that one automotive meeting we were at that probably can't go there on this. Yeah. But yeah, (laughs) had to be enthusiastic in life and stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, no, there, there was a lady that was a therapist. Uh, that yeah. Was okay. Well, there we won't, we won't, we can't, this is a, I can't say so, what kind of therapist she was, okay. but you know, the G rated yeah, uh, show the pretty much enthusiasm for something else. Yeah. So. Well, we, everybody needs a little enthusiasm in life. So yes, they do. Yeah. So see now Tony's smiling and stuff. So I guess whatever that subject was must be important to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, subjects we always uh, look over some subject subjects and stuff but here's a lot of things that have changed recently in the last i don't know 5 10 15 years uh oil changes have changed a lot from a 3000 mile oil change with standard oil and used to use got way before that used to use straight weight oil and then they went to you know multi weight oil at 5w30 and 1030 and 1040 and all those type of things and <clears throat> So frequency, how often is it good to change oil? Manufacturers have stretched that out quite a bit longer. The quality of oil, the brands, uh, the importance of that. I mean, the the probably the biggest current question we get is, do I use synthetic or not synthetic, or do I uh, bounce back and forth between non-synthetic and synthetic and stuff? So, you know, you're in the shops all the time with our teams and stuff, so... Um, but uh, we'd love to uh, talk about a uh, little bit about the oils and stuff. So, what do you got on oil? Yeah, it's a lubricant. Nah, just playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oil, yeah. I mean, oil has changed immensely. Oil weight has changed immensely. It's it's uh, almost water at this point in time. Um, with some lubrication in it so uh you know it we've gone from i mean i wasn't where around when it was straight weight you know 20 weight 50 weight 30 weight um but i've been around for 
what 20 w50 15 45 which is still used at this point in time uh uh 10 w30 you know now now if you see a car that calls for 10 w30 it's like super rare um but you know now we're into 5 w20 5 w30 ow20 ow30 ow40 um and now we're into ow16 which I'm not a chemist, so don't ask me what OW stands for or what the 16 stands for or whatever. But I can tell you this. If it starts with a zero and the second number is small, like under 40, it's super thin. <laughs> if you if you pour it out in your hand and you pour it out 20 W50 and you pour it out 016, you can definitely tell a consistency difference between the oils. Um, and I think with modern engines, Tony, I think the tolerances are the the gaps between pistons and the block and all the other things are much tighter. So we've gone with a, with a thinner oil because quite honestly, modern engines are made better. I mean, well, in, in that, and that's true. And that goes back to my time of working in a Harley Davidson dealership. I mean, Harley had bulletins out at that point in time that you could not switch between uh, full synthetic and standard engine oil. If you did, the gasket material got so used to whatever oil you're using, it would leak the other oil out. You could switch from synthetic to standard, but you could not switch from running standard to go to full synthetic because it would leak the full synthetic out. And I think about that too is, you know, we've gone from we used cork everything gasket wise to now you don't use cork on anything, let alone half the time. You don't even have a damn gasket. You, you use silicone <laughs> in, in order to seal something on, on an engine and stuff. So I think engine oil has evolved immensely, probably more so in weights and that type of stuff than it has in how long you can go on an oil change um, and everything. Now that obviously has changed because we've seen it push from every 3,000 miles. I don't, was there ever an interval before 3,000 miles um, since you've been in the business? Not that I recall. So, you know, probably old cars. Yeah. You know, back in the Model Ts and stuff, you're probably doing it 500 or 1,000 miles because yeah. that was a lot of miles because you're getting 1,000 miles out of a set of tires then too. Well, so. true. Um, um but uh yeah i mean you're old but you're not model t old so no i'm not <laughs> i'm mike t not yeah. model t yeah <laughs> uh, um but uh it's it's we've gone from 3000 miles then we went to 5000 miles and then some manufacturers had to come back out and say we need to go back to 3000 miles and then now so many vehicles are are 10000 mile oil change intervals and you know <laughs> I, I still, I, I find that uh, unfathomable and difficult thing to do to a vehicle, knowing internally lubricated parts the way that I do, knowing how an engine works the way that I do, um, to go 10,000 miles on an oil change if it's a vehicle you plan on keeping. If you are leasing the car new and you're going to turn it in at 36,000 miles, I'd probably change the oil three times and be done with it. That's somebody else's problem. <laughs> but yeah. And I think with that, Tony, I think um, it depends on how you drive and what you drive. So if you strictly get on the road and drive 200 miles a day and, you know, same way, why brakes last longer in certain cars? But I think in the oil changes, I can tell you with the cars that we own that, you know, are late model, a lot of Hondas and Toyotas in our loaner car fleets, they recommend 10,000. We still respectively change them at 5,000 miles. 
because we feel, you know, they're loaned out, they're started and stopped. And, and we just, there's a simple philosophy. An old timer told me years ago, fluids cheaper than parts. And we just believe in changing it a little quicker and stuff. So if you're going to fix an oil leak, is it better to fix it slightly too early or slightly too late? And I would always err on the side of caution. Because if you get on a 10,000 mile oil change and then you're the customer, which a lot of us do this, you look down and say, oh crap, I'm overdue on my oil change. Now you're at 11 or 12. Um, so that's why I would say, you know, in most cases in modern cars, I would stick to the 5,000. Uh, if they recommend full synthetic, stay with that. Don't, don't take a modern car and put non-synthetic oil if that's not what it came with. Uh, synth synthetic oil is basically man-made oil. It's a, it's just a little different product, but it does work better, last longer, and it is a lot thinner. Um, so I think it's just good to do that. That's what keeps your engine well lubricated, keeps it cool, keeps it running efficiently and stuff. So on your oil changes, I would just, like we talk to you about all the time on our episodes, I would consult your local service center and um, see what they say. But I can tell you again on the cars that we own, even if they recommend 10,000, we do not wait that long. I would also bring your car in twice a year to your service center, whether you drive a lot of miles or not, have a good safety inspection done and have it checked out, just like you go to the dentist twice a year. So that's a little bit on oil uh, changes and oil, and uh, that's a little bit from Mike and Tony from the Glove Box. Hey, this is Mike and Tony Tadich from the Glove Box, uh, independent shop owners from Northern Indiana coming at you with uh, another broadcast. And we've got a special guest and a, a good friend of Tony and I's, uh, Aaron Stokes. Um, we've known Aaron for, gosh, quite a few years now. And um, he not only owns uh, shops and has shops around the Nashville, Tennessee area, but also runs a national organization that we belong to that's really helped us grow our shops and and helps a lot of other shops nationwide. So how are you doing today, Aaron? Doing good. How about you? We're, we're doing okay, too. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we just come and we talk to public about, you know, good ways to service cars and stuff like that. But I, um, you know, we've had some other friends of ours on some episodes recently, but uh Tell us a little bit about the Aaron Stokes story and the automotive repair that you do and, and a little bit about our group called Shop Fix. Yeah, so uh, I own auto repair shops. I've got um, two American Asian shops. I've got four uh, Euro shop or European, I should say, European shops. And then I have um, another European shop that's going to open... I think on Monday. And I say, I think because we're waiting on codes. And uh, then I've got two more American Asian shops that are being remodeled that will be getting opened up here shortly. So uh, that's what I've got going there um, all in the Nashville, Tennessee area. And uh, then uh, we've also got shop fix, which is a coaching organization focusing on the auto repair industry. And uh, we get to help shop owners all across the country and uh, now lately uh, around the world in a lot of uh, different countries, English speaking countries. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We get to help all those shops make more money and um, 
create more time for family, which is the biggest thing. So people that are stretched super thin and stressed out um, can stop being stretched so thin and stop being so stressed out, right? Enjoy some of the benefits of all the hard work they've been putting in. So that's all the, uh, I shouldn't say that's all, but that's that would be the easiest summation of what we've got going on. Well, and I know, Aaron, and and I think, you know, when we got aboard with you, the group was pretty small and it's really growing and stuff. But tell us a little bit about, for, from the consumer side, what made your shop successful on the way that you took care of the customers in and around Nashville and your in your brand of shops? And then as you've taken all those great ideas and way to run a service center positively for all the you know, consumers we have out there and way you were able to share that with other shop owners and really do that thing. Cause there's a, there's a certain, uh, uh, recipe, let's say, uh, to, to, you know, having this good customer base and really taking great care of our customers. So tell us a little bit about what your philosophy is on that. Well, I've always been customer centric and I think I've always been more customer centric than the average owner. And I think that was probably why I grew so fast in the beginning. I just always was paranoid about what are they thinking? How do they view this? What's their angle? What's their version of the the story? And I, I've always just seen it that way. I've never seen it any other way. And when it came to waiters, like I'd meet people that would hate waiters and I would go, it makes no sense. I mean, if I had a really nice car, I think I would wait. <laughs> I don't know that I would drop it off. I think I'd sit my butt down and wait right there because I'd be worried about it. Um, especially if I had saved my whole life and was at the pinnacle of my career and finally got whatever this particular car was. And so um, I, I just always thought about it from their point of view, from the waiting rooms to the bathrooms to how we um, priced out jobs, et cetera, uh, overwhelmed by nickel and diming them versus just bidding it and lumping it together, you know, all of it. And I think, that paranoia has always served me well. Don't get me wrong. There's been times that I've worried about things that I shouldn't and have paid attention to details I shouldn't. But most of the time, because I believe I paid attention to those details, whenever I brought those details at large to coaching clients, it was a shocker. Like they'd never heard it before. And I I, I started to finally realize, wow, people see this a lot differently than I, I thought they did. And I think that's what allowed us to really grow so quickly in the coaching world because so many other people had not worried about it. They were like, hey, you should be happy you're getting your car fixed. And I was like, wait a second. We should be happy we have a customer. And uh, I think like technicians need honor brought back to their trade. I think in a lot of ways we need to bring honor back to the customer. And believe me, there are some customers it's very, very difficult to give honor to. But I would think we would all agree that if you fix 50 cars in a week, 48 and a half of those customers are amazing people. And uh, we need to remember that. It's, it's hard to sometimes when that, that one and a half is standing there. But uh, uh, if we can stay focused on those ones that are great, I think it's very, very easy to have a positive outlook on the future and be very focused on growing a shop that services everybody and uh, is able to provide amazing support and really bring growth to the organization. And that's awesome, Aaron. And you touched quite a bit on the, the coaching side of things and stuff. And obviously, um, 
you uh, have created quite the interruption since 2017 in in the coaching world and in stuff, which has been a welcomed and positive interruption um, and stuff with bringing ShopFix to to the front and everything and in. You know, I know that passion is very, very deep for you to help shop owners and everything. Why don't you share a little bit about uh, uh, the fix the owner, fix the shop philosophy, and and why you're so passionate about helping shop owners to to provide those great services and provide a great business for for those great clients to be able to use. Yeah, um, I I do have a philosophy around personal development around recognizing where your talents come from and uh, honoring God and seeing the reason this is all happening. And uh, I am incredibly passionate about it. I've been known to be up on stage and yell and scream about it. And I think that at the end of the day, you can very easily just go to work half asleep and just think, you know what? It's just going to keep happening like it always has. But if you can pause and you can say to yourself, I, I'm, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to, I'm going to be more awake. I'm going to, I'm going to pay more attention. You can recognize when somebody's not at their full potential over here on the left. And then you can see what it would be like for them to be at their full potential over on the right. And you can go, I can do this. I can move them from left to right. I, I can find a way. And then when you start to drag them along and get them there, you see them resist. They don't want to listen to the new ideas. They don't want to try this, or try that. And I've noticed that if I can just get the owner to see, they'll walk easily to the other side, right? So how do I get them to see? Well, the issue with them seeing is they have prejudice and bias and beliefs around what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing or how come they should be successful or how come they shouldn't be successful. And, you know, their mom and dad yelled at them as kids or their spouse did or their spouse cheated on them or they're, they're, they've had a child pass away or they had a father or mother pass away or they were raised without a father or mother or divorced parents, et cetera. And I found that if I could help them find healing, if I could help them get breakthrough personally, they could get in the mode of transformation and be willing to go from left to right and become a new person. Because at the end of the day, when you become more, you earn more. So the only way that's going to happen is if we fix the owner in air quotes, right? And then fix that, thereby fixes the shop. Speed of the leader, speed of the pack. You know, so goes the leader, so goes the shop. So if we're going to really try to take the business to the next level, we need to go back to the person who birthed the business or who now owns the business and fix them. Get them to believe there's more, get them to believe in, in change and in growth. And if we can do that, and convince them, and they are willing to start the transition. The employees will follow, the team will follow, the customers will follow, the business as a whole follows, and it transforms and grows rapidly, right? But we've yeah. got to be able to convince that person to change, and a lot of them uh, aren't, aren't willing to. And that comes down to that fix the owner, fix the shop. And so a lot of my lessons have to be around personal development. A lot of people might go, well, healing, and okay, is frou-frou crap is this? I'm not doing this, but we don't... <laughs> We're not going to have people, you know, sitting around in a circle singing Kumbaya, but we are going to talk to people and say, listen, we know you've been through it. We know things are tough. So the next breakout, there is an optional marriage class. Feel free to go. You don't have to, but if you want to go, you can go. Because a lot of you right now would make a lot more money if your marriage was fixed, let alone if you understood how to, you know, calculate gross profit correctly. And so I've really tried to focus on that because believe it or not, when you do... The next thing you see is a record month. 
And I, I just think that it's something that's very, very important. So that's kind of it my uh, uh, in a nutshell. Well, and I think, Aaron, what that does and what I've seen, you know, with with our relationship and what, and what I've seen in your shops also is is you bring this good, clean, well-run uh, servant leadership to your teams and then and to your clients and stuff. So when we have better shop owners in every city and, uh, you know, town and county and state in the United States and, and beyond that now with our with our growth and we we put better businesses uh, in those towns, businesses that are successful, that take care of their customers, that have the fortitude to go get more education and better equipment, and also reinvest in a community and sponsorship of little leagues and churches and just all the other things and stuff. So I think the the power of which you, you've been able to bring to us, you know, for our shops and you know the seven hundred or so other owners that are in this group now it brings this it just brings this nice clean well-run well-organized service center that a customer's just pretty damn happy to go to this shop and get their car serviced and it's not the old dreaded experience that it used to be going to get your car repaired and that's that's the thing that that i really feel with you know with what we do and what you've been able to do with your shops and show a lot of us and how we've tried to copy and duplicate with our stores as well so what's the absolute what's the next thing for aaron stokes what what are you looking forward to next um i'm going to open um more stores i'm going to keep doing it i still i love it i don't get to run them anymore my brother does all that but uh, i at least get to be a small part of it in the background as we acquire the real estate and remodel the stores and assemble the team so i still love that part I'm um, going to continue to grow Shop Fix. Uh, Shop Fix is now getting into body shops, so we're trying to service the entire automotive industry. And uh, you know, I, and I'm always dabbling in real estate that has nothing to do with even you know Shop Fix or the shops. And so, I love fixing things up and development, and that's just kind of you know something I'm passionate about. Well, that and that's awesome. And and I think the other thing, Aaron, yeah, things back th to that you do with you do through this whole thing is you do it um with your family and and i think as, as shop owners you know nationwide and stuff i've watched aaron and i've watched his kids grow up but be part of that in the same way when you know uh, my wife and i were raising our kids and now tony's raising his and stuff and it, it's you just keep the whole thing you know just really special that you know we 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 take care of our clients we you know provide a great place for automotive people to come work work for and and continue to grow and i think the the number one thing aaron is we all know that there's more need for good automotive service centers at every town and city and state and stuff and that's as you're growing and our group's growing and stuff we just try to put a better product out there for each and every consumer and i think that's what makes this whole thing really really special yeah it's a big deal i think a lot of people don't realize that auto repair is so large. I mean, we take up such a huge amount of the economy and there's 250,000 of us out there between dealerships and oil change centers, et cetera. And customers are experiencing our services every day. And if we can do that with just an ounce of professionalism of some of these higher end industries that are also providing service, I think we could really change it. And I think it benefits the whole industry when everyone does better. 
Um, I don't want to compete with a guy down the street on price. I want to compete with the guy down the street on service. And uh, hotels have done that. Um, you know, uh, many uh, higher end uh, service uh, type features have done that. But for some reason, ourselves, um, even HVAC and plumbing, you know, just uh, us blue collar guys that do services, we have not done that as well. Um, and I think we can do much better with that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a bright future and seeing us all come together as one, if you will, and doing things the right way versus from a place of desperation and just trying to survive. Awesome. Awesome. That's uh, it's really, uh, you know, those are impactful words and that's why we get to do what we, you know, done. And that's why you've uh, committed your whole adult life to, you know, car repair and, you know, Tony and I have well and many of our others and stuff. And I think that's really the really powerful thing. So, Thanks for taking a few minutes with us today and uh, sharing a little bit about uh, Aaron Stokes and Shop Fix and, you know, the stores that you have around Nashville and, and the impactfulness that you have on shop owners uh, nationwide. Because we always talk about in our podcast, Aaron, that, you know, the independent shop owner is is really the, the great place to take your car. We don't care if you buy a new car. There's nothing that we're trying to, you know, uh, if most car manufacturers want attrition eventually so the car wears out so you buy a new car independent automotive service centers like we have we can make that car last three four hundred and five hundred thousand miles with with good education and good um um communication with our clients and stuff and i think that's a lot of the stuff that's really helped all of us be successful and we have many many thanks for the things that you do for us yeah, we really appreciate you, and you've been a great mentor and great uh, guiding light for us uh, through our growth and everything, and and for many, many others. And I know as uh, some consumers listen to this and other shop owners listen to this and stuff, and it, it uh, uh, they they aspire to uh, uh, be like you, and but to also uh, learn from somebody like yourself and, and everything that way. So it's definitely a magical ride that you've uh, uh, put together and taken us all on a bit of the journey. Well, thank you. Those are kind words. Uh, I, I don't think I deserve all that, but we're we're trying to give back. We want to change the the industry, and um, we are definitely the fastest growing coaching company now in the country, and uh, trying to help more shops than anyone ever has before. And if we can turn this industry around here in this next five to ten years, um, it'll be excited once we've completed the U-turn. How far we can take it on the post side of that, and so I am. I'm ecstatic about being a part of this industry and seeing where it goes. Awesome. 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 Well, thanks again for your time. I appreciate it. And, uh, and we'll sure get together soon. So for everybody again, Mike and Tony Taddich from the glove box with our special guest, Aaron Stokes. Take care. Hey, this is uh, father and son team, Mike and Tony Tadich. Uh, just want to thank you for hanging out with us again today. So you got anything to wrap up, Tony? It's uh, uh, shutting the glove box time. So we'll see you next time on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Make sure you're here for our next one. Have a question for Mike and Tony? Call it in at 888-201-0858. This podcast is brought to you by TMT Automotive and Momentum Drives Marketing.